Uh, hey everybody, David and Michael here. Uh, we're back for our podcast slash YouTube slash Facebook, etc. Um, we appreciate you guys stopping by. If the audio is not good, please somebody uh, type something in in the comments and let me know. Uh, we've uh, in the past done full things and then people are like, we couldn't hear you. It's like, oh, it should have told me then. Um, so anyway, thank you for coming today. What are we talking about? We're talking about how to get started with an agricultural sprayer like right out of the gate. Yeah. And it's not necessarily spraying, but there's there's kind of a way to do it. You know, yeah, you get it. So absolutely. So, so one of the things, one of the questions Michael and I get a lot is, how do we get started with spraying drugs? So there's so many rules, so many regulations. In fact, today we just had uh, yeah. two guys. We're not going to say their names, but they're from Canada that, that actually were in the area. They drove down to the area for the Farm Progress show down in Decatur. Right? That's in Decatur. I think so. Illinois. Yep. Um, drove so sixteen all, hours. Sixteen. Yeah. Drove sixteen hours and. Uh, didn't see what they wanted to see at the Farm Progress show. Yeah. They were specifically interested in the T-series of DJI agriculture drones. Yeah. So like the T-10, which if you're watching us, you can see it right here. Um, and uh, they they didn't see any of that. The T-10, T-20, T-30, none of it. Yeah. And they happened to see that we had those drones that we carried agriculture and drones. And they, they were already passed, heading back, 16-hour drive. And they're yeah. like... Uh, I think the uh, son was like, "Hey, we've we've got a place real close by," and they turned around and came back. Came and, back and spent a couple and, hours here, and, and yeah. that's where we, I think, you know, we, you especially, you're so good at answering questions. You know, when we started it today uh, with them, it was like I was trying to answer all their questions and give them, yeah. but I, I just kept saying, "Michael's going to be here in just a minute. He's really going to be able to tell you." He's what, on the phone. He's on the phone. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but yeah, we get the question a lot, and so I guess the question is. The obstacles of like the 137. So obviously everybody's, you got to have your 107 if you want to do anything yeah. professionally as an agriculture. The 137 is what's going to allow you to spray right. uh, with a drone in general, whether it's under 55 pounds or, or over, over 55 yeah, pounds. Yeah, you, you basically still need it. Um, yeah, but that can take some time to get that 137. So the question yeah. is, if you wanted to buy an agricultural drone now before you had your 137, what would you do with it? How would you get started? Right. So, I mean, well, one thing is uh, if, you, if you keep the drone under 55, then you can fly it. Yeah. You know, because we can fly uh, drones under 55. As soon as you put the spraying component to it or, you know, some type of, um, you know, restricted use pesticide or something that, you know. Is dangerous. Can, can, is dangerous, right. Um, then you're going to be having to go after that 137, the agricultural aircraft operator yeah. certificate. So. The T10 is basically like the new MG1P. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's a great you know little model. It's a great starter drone. So some of the things we were thinking of are you know okay, you can fly this under 55, but again you the idea is you want to spray. But so this is a way that you could get a spraying drone, start using it now, but you wouldn't necessarily be able to use it for spraying, but you could use you could get you know, a spreader yeah. and essentially you'd, you'd take the, the spray unit off. You could use the spreader for seed, you know, all that kind of stuff, cover crops. And as long as it stays under 55 pounds, that's not an issue. You can, you're yeah. allowed to spread with a drone under 55 pounds without having your 137. You just can't spray with it. So that's, yeah. that's the big, the big uh, question that people. Now again, saying. I mean, if it's granule insecticide, then that's probably a pesticide, right. but you know, we're kind of talking like, Going with the the idea of like okay, you want to get to know your drone. You want to be able to you know um, you know start to fly the drone. Get, mm -hmm. Understand how how do I build um, you know like a, the map 
to you know for the spray to actually fly with it yeah. right and you know so it, and, and you know with covid and everything you, we're going to be behind on these uh approvals yeah you know because we just are yeah because it's just that they have to be looked at individually and so this would be a way that you could you could essentially get the t10 it's under 55 use a spreader we even talked about you know and again this is not this is not something that necessarily dji is going to be advocating uh to mount something else but um you could essentially you know, maybe you get like a mica sense or something like that. And you attach so, it to it. So you kind of have like an all-in-one drone here. And, you know, with the mica sense, you could then get into, um, you know, crop scouting for, yeah. for, uh, with, with multispectral, that kind of thing. Um, so, you know, it's obviously not ideal when people want to spray, but it might be a way that they can get into it start using the drone, start to learn the ecosystem. That kind And of stuff. that whole time while you're doing this, while you're learning, while you're doing the granular, that sort of thing, you're working on, or we're working on the 137 to, to yeah, the petition and all the, all that stuff. That Cause goes that with is it. a, that's a huge process for anybody yeah. that knows anything about, you know, spraying. It's a big deal in general, but when you're spraying from a drone, uh, it's a really big deal. So, yeah. uh, so yeah, they, they go through lots of steps there to make sure that everything's and, and, being safe. So, and this is kind of, uh, kind of goes along with it, but I actually wanted to kind of ask a, a question to, you know, sure. whoever's watching it now, the episode, or if anybody watches in it the in the future, the, you know, the FAA talks about, they need data, mm-hmm. you know, and, and rightly so they need data, uh, you know, flight performance, maybe, uh, drift and capabilities, all that kind of stuff. If you guys can think of, uh, tests or that we could do here um that you think could be beneficial information for the faa we'd like to start doing that yeah obviously within reason you know i mean we can't spend all of our time just giving out free data yeah but i mean i would i would if we're doing stuff like that already i would love to be able to offer them the data like okay here's the flight performance this is how it did you know, uh, weighted down with this amount of, you know, solution or whatever, you know, um, you know, whether it's trying to use like a, you know, the, the blue dye that we have, you know, the kind of the inert blue dye to see what the pattern is and the swath and that kind of stuff. All this kind of stuff has been kind of done over the years with manned aviation. Yeah. And you really can't, you can't translate the sprain necessarily with an airplane or even a helicopter right. with a drone because um, a plane a plane does need a 500 foot buffer, right? You know, because right. it needs to ramp Be up and turn up, off right. the sprayers, but so it doesn't. But blank. the drone doesn't need that. No. Yeah. 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 We got a sure. question real quick. Yeah. Uh, this is from Ryan McCarty. Can you spray? I I'm sorry, Decambia. Fungicide and dicamba. Fo- oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Uh, dicamba fungicide <laughs> and foliar feed. Can you spread those things? Are you allowed to? Uh, that particular pesticide? Uh, he's asking if you can spray dicamba, fungicide, uh, and fuller feed. So those three. Uh, I'm going to say that. Um, and we're not the FAA, by the way, <laughs> or the or the EPA. Yeah. Um, but um, I believe if 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 the label, if the, if there's you know they always talk about label being law. So if if there's something where you can essentially 
um, you know, if it's for aerial application or whatever, and you can translate that into it. I, I, I believe you can. Um, there's some, some of the, these are not as good with, um, like a dry powder, uh, where you're mixing. Cause there's not necessarily an agitator, although flying kind of agitates it a little bit, but yeah. we talked to someone else that actually, uh, you know, knows what they're talking about with, with different pesticides and stuff. And it, it's just hard. It's harder on the machine. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that, it probably doesn't answer his question necessarily, but, um, but we know of people that I, I thought fungicide was depending yeah, on what it was, yeah, but there are fungicides yeah. that are, are okay. I think you just got to really double, triple check, uh, yeah. you know, with the, the EPA and, and, and that's actually what, you know, the Canadian guys that came in, um, Canada, uh, I think even has more restrictions when it comes to spraying and that kind of stuff. And, and he was talking specifically, it's hard to find those pesticides or fungicides. Actually, I think the fungicide he said was okay because it's not necessarily going to, you know, kill something, you know, as bad as like a pesticide or something right, like right, that. Right, right, right. Um, but, you know, every state is probably different. So I, I don't I don't want to say I want to give a, a blanket statement. Of course, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. So other things that people can do with the drones, um, you know, one really interesting one, and we've talked about this at other times is, uh, using it to cross pollinate corn. And I know we, oh, yeah. I think we've probably talked about this on other podcasts before, but that's one that just, it still kind of amazes me. Um, because you're not really even using the drone. All you're, all you're using is are, the are, propellers. Are, 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 yeah. The prop wash. Right. And so, uh, yeah, one, 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 one of the guys was saying that, uh, you know, he'll plant uh, four rows of female. Yeah. One row of male before. Um, so then that way they're kind of uh, traveling down the, the field over that hybrid one. And they're, you know, they don't have, they're not relying on just the wind. Right. During that. And, and then what we've heard too is that it, it's a small window. You're, yeah. you're looking at 10 to maybe 12 The secretary days. is off today, by the way. Yeah, sorry. Sorry about that. <laughs> I meant to turn that's, that that's off. Me. That's me. Sorry, secretary. keep going. I'm sorry. Um, so, um, oh, I completely like, yeah. made you lose your train <laughs> no, of thought. No, yeah. We were talking about the prop wash and, and yeah. So yeah, that's that's another interesting thing. So yeah, you. I mean, you know, if you're doing corn, you want yep. and you're doing hybrid and cross pollination and stuff, you could end up using something like this. Um, and you you could even load it a little bit heavier as long as you don't spray. I mean. You, probably could load it with water just to get it heavier, which then create more, more prop, prop, wash, yeah. prop wash and you still stay under 55, but you're not, you're, you're just not spraying. You're yeah. literally flying over and creating that wind so it can pollinate better. Yeah. Interesting yeah. stuff. Um, I, Ryan does say, thank you. That did answer my question. Oh, good. So yeah, I'm sorry. You, you mean the dicumba? <laughs> yes. Question. <laughs> yes. <Wow. laughs> uh, so I have a, uh, there's one, um, email that we got the other day from Rachel M. Uh, I've recently developed the interest of drones in agriculture, which is awesome because we need more, more women, more, yeah, more women in drones and probably agriculture too. Right. Um, I've seen in, a, in couples of times that most farmers use DJ Agris T20 drone for spraying crops. Yes, that, that's correct. Uh, my question is, can DJI T20 scout? Um, so, one of the ways that you can plan a field is by flying the drone. Most you should probably fly it empty because you're just going to be 
kill the battery. battery yeah. And uh, so what you can do is, you know, you, if you got, um, you know, your field is this this table. Well, you actually, you can't see the table. Anyways, so you're you you're, you're going to mark a point at the corners. Mm-hmm. So let's say it's just a square field. You're going to be marking each you individual know, corner, the four corners, and then it basically makes a box, and then it will populate um, the spray lines that you're doing. Um, so what you're doing is you're flying the drone to, to those, those corners right. using the camera and then saying, okay, drop a pin here, this corner, this corner, this corner, this corner. And then you got your boundaries. Then you got your boundaries. Mm-hmm. And then since, you know, whatever you're using based on, you know, if you're using a T10 or T20, there's different swaths. So it's then going to put those lines in there right. based on how, how high, high you are yeah. and how big the area is. So in that regard, you could use it for scouting. This camera, the camera on the T10, the camera's on all of them. And there's, uh, a, there's a front and back one actually on the, on the T10 and T30, right? Right. Yeah. And, but all of them you can't record. Right. So uh, with the newer ones with the new remotes, you could record the screen. screen. Yeah. Um, so that might be helpful. But um, again, you're not, it, it's not a camera. It's, it's a wide angle camera that's going to allow you to see some of the ground, some of, you know, kind of the sky, uh, about 120 yeah. degree view. You're not going to be able to tilt or, or move it or anything. Um, you're not it'd be, be like it'd be like taping a, a GoPro to the top of right. a, a drone, essentially, or the yeah. front of a drone, and you know you're not going to be able to move it at all. It's just right. stuck where it is. So yeah, I mean, if 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 uh, you were only buying one drone and it was you know the T10 or something like that, could you use it for somewhat scouting? Yes, possibly. Right. Uh, it's probably not going to be what you want. Yeah. But. Yeah. You're probably going to want to go. I mean, you could even. We have people that go with a, a Mavic Pro two or something like that, or yeah. uh, even minis. We've had people that will do scouting with their mini too. You know, right? So, and, uh, and you know, we kind of came up with this idea, like how to, how can you get started now, but mm-hmm. technically not spraying, but being able to get a drone, a spraying drone. You know, if you got if you had another multi spectral, then you could get you know RGB, you could get multi spectral images, that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, and yeah. and people, you know, we talk about this all the time. People disregard the phantoms in some capacity just because they've been around for so long yeah. they're the try and true but the phantom 4 rtk and the phantom 4 multi-spectral are both really powerful yeah in their own right basically if you don't know what rtk is it's essentially gps on steroids is what yeah. we always tell and, people and it's 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 and and the most of the farmers know. I mean, yeah, yeah, they uh, do. you yeah. know, especially the ones that, that have the combines, it's what's uh, doing the automatic driving. So it's giving you yeah. centimeter level accuracy. So for mapping, that's really important, obviously. And, and the, the Phantom four does a good job. So that's another way, honestly, to get into yeah. uh, agriculture with drones is to get something like the P four multispectral, mm-hmm. um, where you can fly those fields, give that information, give that data to the farmers themselves or to their crop specialist or, or whoever yeah. They can then, you know, help them uh, take care of things in a better way, maybe uh, head off some problems before they can see them with the naked eye. But that's a good way to get into it because it's obviously it's it's a lot cheaper than going with something like a spraying drone. Yeah. So possibly kind of get started right away. You can start tomorrow. I mean, get your 107 and you're ready to you're ready to start, you know. Yeah. I mean, we so along that same line, uh, we have people have gone they're going through the the 137 process, mm-hmm. um, but bought the Phantom 4 RTK and the Phantom 4 RTK multispectral. Mm-hmm. So 
the kind of the workflow if you're using those drones would be uh, you use the Phantom 4 RTK. It's like a high resolution, high precise uh, mapping drone. It's just color images, but right. high res. <clears throat> you fly that and you, you basically get uh, your whole field. And then from there, you can pull it into Terra. Mm-hmm. And, and with both of these drones, you actually get a free year of Terra. Right. So that's another thing you can kind of work you i mean you could start collecting fields you yeah know? right i mean on on the off season you could start you could be selling your service for you know the upcoming season and you could essentially map those fields beforehand yep. have have those all in there and 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 it uh you know save into the remote yeah um then when you show up to that field you just hit this is the field i want to map yeah, yeah, yeah. for multi-spectral it really is like you know i think people I mean, A, when we tell people we own a drone business, uh, I think people go like, oh, they look at us a little funny. Like, what, you do what? Yeah. Um, well, a lot of people think of little drones. And then and... they think of little drones. But these really are. these All of these drones that we're working with, they are, you know, I don't want to use huge words like revolutionary and game-changing and all that kind yeah. of stuff. But they really do change a lot of things yeah. in terms force of... Multiplier. Force multiplier. Force <laughs> multiplier. It's like, come uh, on. Exactly. But It's uh, a tool. It, it is a tool. It's a, And it's yeah. each drone has its own purposes. So we sell thermal drones for search and rescue. Yeah. We sell mapping drones for different things. You know, I mean, you know, there are drones for roofers. There are all sorts of yeah. different things. And, and then there's crossovers. Like thermal is, you know, obviously it's great you know yeah. kid, kid gets lost somebody gets lost yeah. you know you got thermal but you know they're even translating thermal into uh you know the farming i mean you yeah can, you can uh you can kind of see sometimes uh tile lines or yeah. you can yeah. see uh you know you can you can see, see stress yeah. yeah you can see things you can yeah. see things with thermal on the farm yeah. um so we want to remind you guys if you got questions you know make sure you send them into us we've gotten a few comments so far so thank you um we got even a little uh we got a little party hat from 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 reginald thanks thanks reginald for the little thank party you. hat. Yeah. um all right i've got one question here this is from brett uh, he says hey uh if you wanted to spot spray woody weeds in hill country how far can the t30 fly on a battery fully loaded before you start spraying all i've seen is flat crop fields so fu- uh, all i've seen is flat crop fields so far where you take off and start spraying immediately so essentially what he wants yeah. to do is if he's on a bigger farm and yeah. wants to you know start flying here but go back a mile and start spraying back there the issue is going to be if it's fully loaded you're only getting 10 to 12 minutes of flight time in yeah. general so if you're going to fly a mile away or however far away uh, your battery is going to be almost dead by the time you get there and you're going to have to come right back. So right. it really is meant for spraying the area, the immediate area that right. you're in. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, you want to, you want to be as close to your subject matter as you, as you can. Yeah. Because you're just going to save more battery. Yeah. Or you have to fly with a full load. It's going to, it's going to kill the battery faster. Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. So um, yeah. Thank you, Brett, for that, yeah. for that question as well. Um, what else do we got? I mean, I think that there are a lot of different ways people are able to get into ag without spraying. Obviously, spraying is, I think, the goal yeah. for a lot of people. So uh, going back to what you're talking about with the Phantom 4, so mm-hmm. you got the RTK where you're kind of getting the overall the map and, and, and farm area. So then you can start to plan. Um, then, you know, you can parcel that out. So maybe, you know, you, you're spraying a, a small area. So 
<clears throat> you can pull that into the drone mm-hmm. for after you've made the map. And then as your crop, you know, starts to grow, you can also use the multispectral to pick up possible stress areas. And essentially what it's going to do is give you, um, you know, kind of like an overview where it's going to be different colors, which represent different things. Yeah. Um, you know, one, one color might represent, okay, this looks like it's a, it's a well established crop doing well, you know, and then different color is going to show, okay, there's some stress. So, right. you know, do you need to take a drone over there to see what the leaf looks like, or do you have to actually walk the field or whatever to kind of figure out, okay, what is stressing the plant? Yeah. Um, so you can you can get started with the Fanaform multispectral. You can get started with the Fanaform RTK before yeah. you even get into spraying, which is a nice thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's just a way of getting experience too. All right, we've got a question from Reginald's guys. I'm taking my DJ Agress Academy exam next week here in Nigeria. So these oh, conversations awesome. are really putting me in the mood. Gracias. Oh, <laughs> good, thank you good. so much. Thanks, Reginald. We appreciate you. Uh, you yeah, good, good luck. Yeah, good, good luck. luck. Absolutely. And uh, for those of you in the United States, um, make sure you, you and I'm not closing things down, I'm just reminding people, yeah. um, go to our website and I'll later on I'll pull up a, uh, an image from our website, but go to aerialinfluence.com. You can download our agricultural uh, spring roadmap. Right. You know, yep. so that'll, that'll give them an idea of what you're kind of going, going through during this process and yeah. And why? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, what what yeah. do you think the what do you think aside from the FAA aside from the EPA um, and nothing against them we get it we think that you know they need to be doing this kind of they shouldn't be just letting everybody go out and spray right. drones they should be they should have these rules um, what do you think aside from that is the biggest barrier that's stopping people uh, that would stop a, a farmer from going. All right, that's that's some that's a tool that I need on my farm. Well, I mean, uh, it I mean, it definitely depends on on the person, but um yeah. they might not want to, you know, sometimes you can say like, yes, this is going to save you time, save you money possibly, but then, you know, there is a somewhat of a learning curve, so you yeah. you kind of have to, you know, be up for that and also just the petition process and the exemption process can take time, especially yeah. now because of, you know, all the stuff we're going through. Yeah. Um, it just, it just multiplies. Pushes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pushes things back further. So yeah, I would say, um, you know, you, you want to be willing to do it, Yeah, you know, and interested in it. Yeah. Those are their, obviously probably the best people. You love tech and farming, both. that's <laughs> right. the biggest thing. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> You know, some of the barriers, we, we, we talk to people where they're like, I don't want to spend half a million anymore on, on, uh, on, on a ground sprayer. On a ground sprayer. Right. And I want to start to pivot and, and go towards this. I mean. And, and that's talk- smart. That That is looking towards the future. That's, you know, yeah. having an idea and knowing that, you know, every industry changes and, and moves on. So. I think yeah. uh, I think that's a good thing for the people that are thinking that way. Yeah, because they they calculated based they they calculated which I thought was interesting. Would they say their complete field was? I I don't know I if don't it was a if it was a hundred acre or whatever or whatever the acreage was. They basically you know took the size of the tire. Yeah. So that's oh, right. that's, that's running over crops, mm-hmm. and so it's damaging them. 
and then you have to you know multiply that for the amount of you know times that you're doing the passes yeah and then that will give you then a total area and, and he was saying that you know you're it's one to two acres yeah which is then could be you know, thousands, thousands and dollars. thousands of dollars right. in the end so i think uh i think the, t- the biggest barrier right now is just the size of fields i think when yeah. i think when uh farmers look at these drones they think there's no way that that thing is going to cover what I needed to cover. And they might be right, you right. Know, in, in many different in- instances. But I think it's looking towards the future. It's looking yeah. at, you know, how in the next few years we're going to see multiple, you know, you could see multiple T-30s flown with one drone. Right. Each of those drones can cover 40 acres in an hour. If you get your operation down the right way, you're you can, you can crank out a suddenly lot of acres. covering 120 acres an hour with drones. You right. know? So, while we know there are barriers, uh, I think they're the future of it, where things are headed, it yeah. is really exciting. And for those people that are starting to think of it now and are have an open mind about it yeah. and think, all right, well, how could we use this? Right. You know, I think that goes a long way. And one of the best ways to do that is, you know, to see the drones in person. So, yeah. you know, that's something that we do here in Elburn, Illinois. If you want us to come to your location, we're welcome to, you know, we're willing to talk about that as well. Yeah. Um, but it's it's getting the drone in your hands or seeing somebody operate yep. it and seeing how efficient it can be and why it's a smart purchase, you right. know, in, yeah. in, in essence. So, so yeah, yeah I, a lot I, of I stuff. Agree, I agree with that. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So uh, a lot of stuff to think about. Uh, let me see if we got anything else. I think uh, I think that's all. I think that's all we got for today, guys. We're 26 minutes in. Uh, if anybody, I'm going to give them a couple more seconds. If anybody's got questions, I know somebody has a question. No one's listening now. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on. Oh, thank you so much, Reginald. Uh, what is the best solution for power on the field to recharge about eight batteries? Uh, well, DJI is going to come out with, a, a, a generator charger combo. Yeah. Um, I, I was out, we have a, it's one of those little Honda ones. So like the little yeah. 45 pounder ones. And that was, uh, that charged the T16 battery. Um, I think in about 25 minutes around there. Okay. Um, you, if you're doing a T30, I'd have to check the specs because that's a bigger, beefier battery, yeah. and you might have to have, you know, something more than what we the the little uh, Honda one that we've got. Right. But yeah, I mean, what what we kind of tell people is, you know, yeah, you can go out there with you know 20 batteries, or you can go out there with maybe you know 10 batteries, but you know, invest in a generator, and that might be uh, more economical for you. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, we should know a little bit more about the generator stuff. We don't have a lot of of info uh, on it. We haven't gotten the generator yet, yeah. so we we don't we haven't had our hands on it yet. Um, we have another question here. Um, this is from Travis Gunther. He says, "Hey guys, thanks for the broadcast. Up, Travis? Uh, hi, Travis. <laughs> uh, thanks for the broadcast. Do you have any data or studies of traditional aerial application versus running the running cost of a drone per year or drone lifetime?" Is there a cost benefit here or mostly convinced versus scheduling an application service during peak season here? There is demand for pilots in my area. Okay. So basically saying, do we have information on, Hey, this is why drones are so much cheaper. Uh, yeah. Thanks Travis. <laughs> that's a pretty detailed question. That's a great, great question. I'd like to take but, the next few hours to right, write something down. But kind of what we were talking about, <laughs> I mean, you know, ground versus 
you know, error, um, you, you do kind of have to factor in a lot of different stuff. Like, yes, you're covering less ground with a smaller unit, but then you're also not tearing up the ground, right. which may or may not be that big a deal to you. But, you know, I think those things add up and, and you're not spaying spraying as much pesticide. I mean, the, yeah, you, the, you could, you could basically, yeah, like not necessarily blanket the whole field. You know, if you knew right. where your problems areas were, you know, you could overspray those problem areas a little bit, but yeah, maybe you wouldn't have to spray the whole field. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, but that's the point of the multispectral, right? I mean, right. if the multispectral goes over a field and goes, okay, there's a problem right here in this yellow area. Then, and once you know, yeah what that yellow area problem is, uh, you can treat it before right. anybody can see it. So that is kind of the idea of it all. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, Travis, uh, I do, we do have, uh, some, uh, some studies, basically studies that were done. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if there was a lot that was done in the U S but we, we do have some of that, 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 that stuff data that we can we send can, to him. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like a PDF where, um, it says, okay, this, this is the bug that we we're going after. This is the crop and you know, this is the area. So it kind of goes over. So shoot, that. shoot us an email, um, contact at aerial influence.com. And, yeah. Maybe and we, maybe we can try to put those on our website somewhere Yeah, somewhere. Or, or we could even post it on uh, social media. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Let's see here. Jay Feldman says, what would you guess the percentage of farmers wanting to do at least spectral analysis in house as compared to bringing in a drone service? That's a that's a great that's a great question, Jay. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, we're so early in yeah, in this I mean, industry right now that yes, I think there are going to be you know there are going to be people that are going to want to own their own drone yeah. and they're going to want to get their one hundred and seven, their own one thirty seven, and they're going to want to fly. Right. And honestly, that's I mean, that's probably going to be the cheapest way to go because if you're hiring yeah. somebody out, you know, you talk to some of these uh, some farmers and you know they talk about what they spend for like an airplane and it's tens of thousands of yeah. whatever, depending yeah. on how big their farm is. And if you can cut down on a lot of the field that you actually have to spray, I mean, yeah. that's a huge, huge savings there. Yeah. I, I don't know if, I mean, I don't have uh, any amount, data on it, data, but um, I mean, there's definitely more interest every year. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, but I do think, I think there's going to be room for both. You're going to have, you're going to have, uh, farms big farms that are going to have their own in-house drone mm-hmm. folks you're going to have small farms that if they're tech savvy enough they're going to want to have their own drone and they're going right. to want to spray but i also think there's room in that for service providers right. so for somebody that goes out gets their 137 their 107 buys a t30 uh, i do think there's going to be oh, yeah, room I, I, for those kinds of businesses I de- and, yeah uh, i definitely think so and they're already starting it's just they're going to ramp up over the next what five years you're really going to see things I, I would, I would speed up. Yeah. I think every year we're going to, it's just going to kind of build on itself on and on. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Do we have any more? All right. I think that's it. We got to, we got to call this. We've gone a half hour. Oh my gosh. <laughs> hey, uh, thanks. Thanks for watching. And yeah, hold on one second. I'm going to pull it up. Uh, if you go to our website, it's aerialinfluence.com, and I'm, it's kind of hard to get to. So I'm going to show you, uh, no, I'm not. Just go to aerialinfluence.com. <laughs> Somehow I got rid of it. Uh, go to aerialinfluence.com, and you're going to click on uh, on the screen. You're going to look for more information under the agricultural tab. When you go in there, you're going to enter your email address, and it's going to send you our agricultural roadmap. Uh, that way you've got an idea of exactly what we're talking about. If you're right. completely new to this, 
uh, that's going to give you a, a little bit of a better idea of what we're talking about. So, all right. I think that's all we got. Yeah. Thank you guys have so great much. Weekend. Yeah, have a great Labor Day weekend. Great weekend. And uh, thanks for everybody that commented. We appreciate it. And we'll see you next time. All right. See you later. Bye. Thanks. Thanks.